Welcome, foolish mortals. Time to be turning around. If only you could. Cause this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness! What's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. There's no turning back now. This is the greatest show. It's time for the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast with your hosts, Michael Hurley and Gary Aruda. That's right. This is the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast, episode number 478, recorded from the Defont Leroy Studios in Kent County, Rhode Island, in sunny southwest Florida. I'm your host, Gary, joined as always by my co host and my cousin, Mike, down in Florida. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm doing good. What's new in uh, Florida these days? Not much. No? No. How's everything going? You get taking a sabbatical from golf now that your course is closed? Uh, I might take a little sabbatical. What's the What's the game plan here? Are you going to just... Because you don't, don't like know. to pay to play. Yeah, you got to pay to play now. Even with reciprocals, you still have to like pay the guest fees, right, at these other courses if you do that? Pretty much. Is that what it comes down it's to? It's a little bit discounted, but... yeah. You gonna go on tour? No, no, none of the other guys want to do that. Or are you just taking a break? Because um, that? yeah, I think if I get guys to play, I think we'll play. I'd like to play on Saturdays at least. Yeah. How'd the last round go? You you want to talk about it again? Well, I mean, you it was off air about throwing club. That was just one hole, though. I mean, you could have had. Seventeen fantastic holes and one really bad hole. Who knows? No, I, no, it was we had to play the back twice because they closed the front. Oh, okay. That's it. No. Yeah, threw a club over Kurt's head. Yeah, what, what else? What else? What else you want to discuss? I do want to discuss that. I hit a drive right down the middle on twelve, and I hit and I hit Charlie Chunk two into the creek, and the club went over on the thirteen t. And, how, and someone just was in between you and the 13th tee, and that just happened to be collateral. Yeah, Kurt DK, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Cassiano sailed over his head. Said it was loud, too. Yeah, I bet. Those things kick. It's like the helicopter blades starting up. <laughs> now, you said you've been working on yourself, like trying to be I less have. Neg- I have. It, it just two got... jolly chunks that go, that you lose your mind. But with golf, it's just a non. You can't. It, 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 yeah. It's 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 hard. It's it's hard because it's in your hand. That's true. You know, because I always had the analogy in basketball. How come you don't lose your mind in basketball when you throw a brick or you or you throw an air ball up? Because the ball's yeah. not in your hand. I see what you're saying. So, like, if you miss two free throws and right after your second miss, the ball's directly in your hand, you're probably going to throw it, right? Well, but what about like if you strike out, do you throw the bat like into your dugout? Some people do. Yeah, like, I could see if I rack. if I had yeah. the Bo Jackson strength breaking it over my knee, definitely for sure. Yeah, every time the aluminum bat. Mm-hmm. I get it. I do understand that if it's not in the hands. Yeah, with golf, it's always in your hands. It's in your hands. <laughs> yeah, because football players will like smash their helmets sometimes. Basketball, right. they can't really do anything. And if they do, they get a technical. If you even bounce the ball the wrong way, you get teed up right away. The worst, though, is when you're smashing something and you nick your ankle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because then you can't limp because then you look like a real big buffoon. Like, yeah. if you're injured because of your temper tantrum. Because you hurt yourself, yeah. Have you ever hurt yourself? Like, sm- like have you ever hit your I know what you're saying. Or shin or... No, like, when you, when you miss a putt and you, like, smash it against your foot, but you hurt your toe doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not good. You don't want to do that. I've done that before. We like kick the putter, but it just misses and it like gets the meaty part of your big toe. Or have you ever thrown a ball and because it's so small, it hurts your arm? <laughs> oh, you try. Yes, I know. Exactly you try to saying. throw it, but because you it's so tiny, your... like you hurt your shoulder. Because there's no weight to it. And you're just... Right. There's no, yeah. absolutely no weight. Yeah. Do you ever have that, Phil? Yeah. <laughs> if you played golf, do you think you'd smash things? I'd, I'd go through a set of clubs every week. 
<laughs> You're talking to the guy that got upset on the telephone, threw a chair out in the middle of the parking lot, and dismantled it piece by piece. I, I have temper issues, but Do I'm working on myself. Like Mike, I'm going for the not so angry new Phil Junior. That that's gonna be my new moniker. Oh, that's good. Not so angry new Phil Junior. We're just adding you finish more things off to too. Oh, like yeah. if you throw something two or three times and it doesn't break, do you have to finish it or do you just no. say it's the? I'll go get no. a hammer and come back at it. Yeah, it, yeah, it's going. Oh, down. see, that's real deep bagger issues. Yeah, no, oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> because like sometimes you throw something and you're like, "What did I just do? I'm an idiot." But you go through that process in your head, but then you like just take it to the next level and you're like, "Sometimes well, it has just has to has, yeah, you got to finish it off." Yeah, it's like that scene in Office Space where they go off on the printer. That's me, just baseball bat, just drop kicking it. it it's going to get ugly. So you that's a great movie, correct? Oh yeah. Oh, it's a fantastic movie. It's a fantastic movie. So I play I play golf with uh you know Bob the two first names, Bob Michael and Bob Thompson. So a couple Bob's. weeks ago it was Kristen's half day. So like she works she works on Wednesdays from home. So I get up and get in a coffee right. She's like, Why are you up so early? I said, I got a meeting with the Bobs. She knew exactly what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> What else do you say? You got a meeting with the Bob. If you were playing golf with two got two guys named Bob, wouldn't you say you got a meeting with the Bobs? Bob. Bob. Hi, yeah. Bob. Bob. <laughs> that movie's dumb, isn't it? It's so, so great. It was perfect. So it was yeah. perfect. Like if, if for anybody who has ever had that miserable corporate job, you 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 see it through Peter's lens, do you not? <laughs> yeah. And he Definitely says right everything that that you've ever thought of and that you've always wanted to do. <laughs> Maybe not you, Gary. You're a corporate guy, so but yeah, definitely. I'm like Steve. one of the bobs. You are one of the bobs. Yeah. Calling Peter in. Hmm. <laughs> so you're gonna quit? No, I'm just not gonna go in anymore. No, I'm just not gonna go in. Yeah, I usually, I usually sneak in the back door. That way, lumber doesn't see me. I'd say throughout the week, I what did he say? Like I actually do like. 45 minutes of work or something actual work <laughs> playing tetris i love that movie that is a good one and the soundtrack i mean there's nothing better than than be it damn it feels good to be a gangster that's a great song plus you had peak jennifer aniston in that movie too before pre-nose job jennifer aniston yeah not gonna, not gonna, not gonna work here anymore. That's for sure. Yeah. Not gonna. You fire me. Not, not gonna be working here anymore. You fire Michael. Oh, jeez. Well, speaking of things that aren't gonna be working anymore, we should probably uh, take a break and get into the uh, the meat of the episode. What do you think? That sounds good. Parts. All right, we'll be right back. We are back from break episode number 478 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. And this week we are going to talk the closing of the Galactic Star Cruiser. Oh, is that a hotel? Should we call it a hotel? I guess that's what it is. But the uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser at Walt Disney World announced it will be permanently closing at the end of September of this year. Um, an announcement that didn't come as a huge surprise to a lot of people, but I think the timing was a surprise. I didn't expect it to be kind of given up on this quick, but the writing was definitely on the wall. They started doing discounts super early for it. There was rumors of, uh, 
poor bookings and, and not enough uh, capacity and things like that. So they're just they're shuttering it. No plans to do anything with it. Just cutting their losses and closing it. Um, now between the three of us, we have about no Star Wars knowledge. It, I'd probably say, Mike, you're probably the resident Star Wars expert among this group. Which is why? Why is that? Because you've seen them. Yeah. Okay. Back in like '81. (laughs) Okay. Well, you got me beat. I've never seen any of them. Okay. And Phil, you you said you're not a fan. Yeah, I've seen the original trilogy. I think I've seen bits and pieces of the first three once they came out, but I am not a Star Wars guy, so to speak. So I'd like to rewatch them because I loved the movies and I had the action figures. I I was a big Star Wars fan when I was a kid. Oh, they were made for you. They came out when you were a kid, like you. Right, yeah. So they were they were perfect. They were like kind of like He Man. Was He Man a little too? I was like Ninja Turtles. That was your thing. That was my. Yeah, I was more He Man. I'm like right between you guys. Yeah. He Man was great. Castle Grey. He Man and She Ra. Yeah. Loved He Man. I I had some of that, but it was like tail end. But yeah, Ninja Turtles were big for for my uh, my group. Had all the action figures, would watch all the cartoons. They had the movies, everything. So if they did a Ninja Turtles hotel, I still wouldn't pay $5,000 for it. Now, they did have the Ninja Turtles at the original MGM Studios, I believe, as walk around meet and greet characters. And there was a stage show, too. That's right. That's crazy. That the original MGM was like a fever dream with some of the characters. They had Power Rangers there, I think. At they one had point. Barbie up on stage. It's crazy. Well, I mean, I'm gonna ask the question: Was anyone surprised? I mean, we said we were surprised by the timing of the announcement, but was anyone actually surprised that this announcement was made? No, I, I think the abruptness of it is the what surprised me, but the fact that they closed it. I just figured they would have tried something before just closing it. Like it tells you how much money they were losing, though, doesn't it? I mean, we were getting to the point yeah. where it was like anybody that has heard of Disney Plus, we will give you a discount, please. Anybody, <laughs> right? If, if you know what Disney Plus is, we'll give you thirty percent off. But thirty percent of a five thousand dollar two night stay is still a lot of money for something that doesn't appeal to a wide swath of people. You have to be like. Two things to do this. Very wealthy or a huge Star Wars nerd or some no. Venn diagram combination of both. No, you have to be both because I know a lot of Star Wars fans who can't afford it. Or what I'm saying is, though, like that could be their vacation, but that's still five thousand. two nights, right? It's not even a vacation, right? So, yeah, that's Dude, there, there are so yeah. many things that had to line up. In order for people right. to, because I know Star Wars people, I can't, I can't afford this. Right. And the people that could afford it, if they didn't give two craps about Star Wars, Correct. why are they going to do it? There was right. nothing like necessarily luxurious about it. You're paying a luxury, high end, high end luxury price for something that wasn't luxurious. It was immersive, but it wasn't luxurious. To go sleep in a two hundred plus foot to two hundred plus square foot pod with little windows in the wall with no windows, you got these little screens, no pool, and it was the narrowest of narrow demographics. It was basically like a shipping container. They built it like it's pretty damn expensive at three hundred three hundred million dollars. Is that what they invested to build it? Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's just what it looked like. Obviously, that's not exactly what it is, but it, it like it doesn't have that feel to it. And I guess if you're staying there, they have these itineraries for you, and you're supposed to, you know, be either doing your your uh, your set itinerary or eating or sleeping. But there wasn't anything else to do that like you couldn't just walk around the grounds there were no grounds like you said there's no pool like you couldn't take the family and say all right well you know mom and dad are huge star wars fans and we have the money to do it and the kids can go hang out the pool all day because they don't care you couldn't even do that the kids had to get dragged around and do all the other stupid crap the whole right if they want to go to the park you can load into the back of this box truck that pulls up to the side and we'll drive you over to galaxy's edge yeah exactly and that's it 
<laughs> then you got to come back. And I'm sure it was, well, I don't know. I mean, was it a good value? If you liked Star Wars. Yeah, I heard it was. It, it was I haven't heard value. one per, I haven't heard one, one negative thing come back. The problem is, I don't know of anybody that I've heard from that actually paid to do it. The only people I heard reviews from were all like sponsored by Disney, all the, the vloggers and the influencers that they gave them that, that free stay to try to bump I've up heard the publicity. A co- I've heard a few people who have paid. They actually paid? Okay. So on that's podcasts good. That, that have said that they, it was. And they still liked it. It a was lot. good, yes. Yeah. You're right. I've heard the same people that, you know, went back once or twice and are booking one last final voyage i guess they call it before it closes down i mean that was the other cool thing to see as soon as they announced that it was closing i don't know gary will know route two we've got this mattress and furniture store that goes out of business at least twice a year they have a going out <laughs> yeah. of business sale so they can clear everything out that's what it looked like they could yeah. not get people to book this hotel they announced the closing and suddenly it sold right out i mean there were clearly some fans that were going back there that enjoyed it that had the money yep. to pay for it multiple times those that went on it certainly seemed to enjoy it but how again, how narrow is that demographic? I joked that I think the experience, you had to totally be into it because like you said, you weren't going for your typical Disney vacation. So you were trying to draw from those core Star Wars fans that had spent their entire life wanting to play that part. It was the ultimate cosplay for someone like me. I think I joked about it on the page. I wouldn't go if you paid for it. I cannot think of a more horrific way to spend three days than to walk in the lobby and have someone all dressed up trying to engage me in the story when I'm on vacation. I'm not even remotely interested. So you had to yeah, be a giant a Star point. Wars fan. You had to have the money to do it. You had to want to throw away the a large portion of your vacation, if not all of it, because you're spending a lot of money. You're spending you know what else you have to be? A lot of people the budget. Go ahead. You have to be into Halloween. Yeah, it's, it's because I guarantee I don't know anything much about you, but but you don't strike me as some goofball who likes to go to Halloween parties and no. get dressed up. And me and Gary, that's our, our least favorite holiday. We we Absolutely. ever since I was a kid, I've just I don't really care for candy. I never like getting dressed up. So I think you have to be that adult who has a lot of money, like you said, loves Star Wars and then also likes to get dressed up and be in the movie. Yeah, like ex- it, you have to be an extrovert. Well, I'm an extrovert. Or well, like putting no, but I know what you're there, saying. Yeah. And you've got to want to engage in the storyline. I mean, listen to guys like Len Testa. Len spent weeks putting together a storyline. He he came in with you know signed headshots and and everything. I I can't. I, the third time I walked through the lobby trying to get to my room because I was hot and sweaty, and someone tried to stop me and engage me in the storyline, we would have been tussling on the floor. Just <laughs> not my idea of relaxing. Well, let's take it a step further. Say you 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 with a family of four, both of you. Say one of your kids are totally just not into that scene, and you know that they're going to be completely uncomfortable. You got the money to afford it. You all like Star Wars. You want to do this. But then you have the one kid. You're like, that kid's going to be miserable. Mm -hmm. I don't want to put him through that. So, again, now your family has to all four or five out of five have to be into this thing. Right. Because you can't take that kid who just wants to sit on a chase lounge and read a book and be left alone by the pool. That kid, no he pool. or she doesn't have that option. Yeah, and you're not going to stay in the room. It's a little like, it's really like a cruise. Like, you don't want to hang out in the room. There's nothing in the room for you. You know, the other thing that came up earlier is we talked about it. So I can remember the Star Wars films. I'm a few years younger than Mike. But not that it's a catch-all, but who are the people that have the money to pay for this experience? It's the people that are our age. And what Star Wars films do we relate to? It's not the this right. The originals. And this was not themed anywhere Correct. near that period right. of Star Wars. So now you've got the ones that I actually connect with, which are what, four, five and six. And this has really nothing to do with that. So how are you going to get me plugged in unless I have been a fan of the series over the course of 30, 40 years and get me inside there? I talked to a bunch of people that said the same thing. If it had been part of the first three that were released, that middle trilogy, they might have gone. But there's nothing there that they connect with because they were well out of that whole world and realm by the time this came out and they they had it in that period. I think one of the bigger stumbling blocks as well are people that would consider doing it. But then now you're trading a six or seven night vacation for a two night vacation at the same price at Walt Disney World. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Or if you try to do both, now you're at ten thousand dollars for your trip instead of five or six thousand. Say your budget is five thousand. Do you want to spend that on two nights, or do you want to stretch it out and stay at a deluxe and do everything and and have your full trip, or both? If you if you're gonna do both, then that's you know, like I said, you're doubling your budget at that point, and like that makes devote your entire vacation budget to these three days. Right, and that's the case for a lot of people. I mean, that seems like but I don't think I don't think that this. I think that's another problem is I don't think that this was catered to the five thousand dollar vacation budget. No, it's not. This but, was for the family who does this for three days and turns around and goes right over to the Grand Floridian and spends another seven grand. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's catered for the people that are going to do fifteen thousand dollar vacations, and this is just part of it. But, like you said, that's such a small percent that want to that also have that carryover of everyone in the family is a fan of star wars and this type of experience like even a cruise like you talk about like a disney cruise now that's something that's expensive right it's very similar you know it's immersive you got a lot you're in a small confined space for the room but when you go around, you're not like forced to be part of the action. But take that part out of it. You still have to have everyone in your group that wants to go on a cruise. And that's not the case for everybody. But the the amount of people that actually want to go on a cruise is a lot higher than the amount of people that want to cosplay no for two days as, as Star Wars characters. But there's a whole lot more on a cruise. So even there's if more my to see. kid... You got the yeah, excursions and... Exactly. So if I've got a kid that doesn't like to swim in the pool, there's the the kid zone, or maybe there's the food, or maybe there's the excursions, or maybe there's Castaway K, or maybe there's the water slide, or maybe there's the characters. Even on the cruise, there's something for everybody. Like Mike said, you know, I've got a family of four, right? My son might be into it. My wife's not at all into it. I'm not into it. My daughter would lose her mind at this thing she'd be just wanting to see princesses and get away you've got to get absolutely everybody where at least on the cruise if i showed them what was on a cruise everybody in my family has something on the cruise they will enjoy because there's going to be something for everybody exactly right yeah right but let's say it was like a star wars cruise on one of the cruise ships and it was themed like that you could still convince people to do it because you're like well you don't have to do the theme stuff just go hang out at the pool there's still a giant pool you could still go you know the adults you can go to the bar like there wasn't any of that getting away from it which is maybe what they i obviously that was intentional on their part they wanted it to be a different unique kind of experience which they did accomplish that but i think they just honed it in so much like it's who's gonna do that like even if it was something i can't even think of a theme they could have come up with that would intrigue me to want to do it like i don't know like what would be some kind of inclusive type of experience that i would want to be a part of for three days straight where everything is centered around that the meals are centered around that all your interactions your room like nothing else happens outside of that i can't think of anything could you imagine saying to somebody look here's the deal it's going to be six thousand dollars and you're going to spend three full days inside a dinner theater escape room pretty much what it is how many people would you get to sign up for that? Six? <laughs> Nobody wants to do that. I, I mean, I'll give them this. If you look at it from an Imagineering standpoint, it won all kinds of awards. If that is your thing, it was the ultimate experience. It was themed fantastically. You had the cast members who were totally plugged into it. They loved playing the parts. They had, you know, fully, fully immersive around you at all times so i've got to give props to the imagineers who came up with this but i think what they did was they took someone who loves star wars and said make your ultimate experience and then they built an entire hotel around that how many other people out there were like that and there just weren't enough that's what it comes down to there weren't enough people who satisfied all those boxes how did i don't my i don't understand how this happened like how it got greenlit yeah like 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 i don't because like i'm not an expert but I, I, I didn't think that this was sustainable. I didn't think that they were going to run out of people within the first four months, which is pretty much what they happened. They never <laughs> yeah. saw this thing out, and they were given deals. I thought maybe three, four, five years, whatever the numbers are. Say they do two a week, two of these shows a week, or whatever the numbers were, times 52 weeks comes out to 
10,000 families. I don't know, 100,000 families. I thought originally they, they would run out, but I thought it would take a few years, not three months. Right. I mean, this thing was dead on arrival, and it's shocking that there's no market research. There's there, nothing went into this other than a great idea. Right. It's like, what do they just ask people? Like, does this sound like it's pretty cool? And people are like, yeah, it sounds cool. And they're like, all right, let's build it. Let's do it. I don't, I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Even three, four, five years, Mike. I mean, you've got to imagine depreciation on a property like this has to be what, 20 years? Oh, you've yeah. You've got to expect 20 to years be. on it to depreciate those kinds of numbers. They thought they were going to fill this for 20 years. I, I, most of the people that I spoke to when they first said this was coming out were like, yeah, it's a cool experience, but uh, I don't think there's enough people. You weren't going to fill that for 20 years, not without completely retheming it over the course of time. And it just it came right out of the gate and fell flat. I mean, it, with the exception of the people that were sponsored in or the absolute fanatics, it went nowhere. And this this is Disney. This is supposed to be the world class example of someone that knows how to cater to their guest. Mm -hmm. They have the ultimate store of demographic information. They they survey everything under the sun. They're a giant corporation. There had to be years of research into this, and they still came up with thinking that this was going to be a winner for at minimum a decade. Does I don't this get just it. go into their business model now that they just don't listen anymore? And they're so arrogant that whatever they built was going to turn to gold? I think it's the opposite. I think now it just proves that their other way of doing it is better. Just making everything milk toast, like the the resort revamps that are just looking like like where they just take all the color and the theming out of stuff. People don't want the theming. Oh, yep, we proved it now with the Star Wars stuff. Like if they make everything more modern and more clean and more neutral, that's what people want. You're and watching too many YouTube videos now. What I, I'm not watching any YouTube videos. Except for ours, WDW Beyond the Gates on YouTube. We have a two-bedroom, uh, excuse me, a one-bedroom villa tour from the uh, Grand Californian up on our, our YouTube page. But that's, I mean, that's what's going to happen. They're going to go into it and say people don't want overly themed stuff. You know, like, that's what I think they'll take from it. It's like, yeah, look what we gave them this and they didn't want it. So now we don't have to go above and beyond in the theming. They've yeah. already been pulling back on the theming. How colorblind do you have to be, though, to take something like this and understand how narrow your market was and think that that means everything needs to be the Hyatt? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm over exaggerating, but I think there's going to be some there's going to be some kind of backlash, like whether the people who were working on this aren't going to get the chance to have another leap of faith. You like <laughs> that fan cards? That's, that's sexy. Isn't that thing beautiful? How many of the pens did you order? I got five of those. Five pens and a and ten thousand business cards. It's pretty good. Yeah, I was gonna get you a box too, but you're you're just so unprofessional that you no. would just you wouldn't even Well, can't you get trespassed for handing out like business cards at Walt Disney World? I don't think so, but who said that I was gonna stand at the gate and throw business cards? Oh, that'd be great. You're just like inside at Epcot, like after they take the photo pass, you hand them the business card. As long as you're not Selling your ears from the center of the park, I think you don't get trespassed. Yeah, I think that's what we learned this this year. Yeah, well, that's true too. I definitely wouldn't hand out a business card ever. Even no, because you're extra. You're extroverted. You're miserable. Well, no, that'd be introverted. Intro. That's right. Introverted. In, I'm miserable, in... but I'm not angry. You're extroverted and angry. I'm introverted and miserable. I'm mm -hmm. just sitting here trying to imagine Mike inside the Star Cruiser with a whole bunch of cast members trying to get him to play along. It just, oh, I'm imagining what his reaction would be. But again, I'm, I'm still stuck on the thought of like, what could they have done that I would have like been like, oh, I wish I could. I don't think this. that they, they, I, they, we were, we were never in their plans and that's fine. No, but I'm saying like, there's a group of people that love star Wars when they announced this, either they did it because they could afford it or like you said they're like i would love to do that it's just too much money there's not even something i can think of where they'd have this kind of immersive experience where i'd be like that's what i that's what i would spend my five thousand on if i had it or my whatever it is like what experience like 
even like something super nerdy like with Imagineers and stuff like that where you like interact with them all day and you could talk about the history of the parks, which is something I would like. Even that, I wouldn't want to be immersed in that for three days straight with no breaks and have everything themed around. Yeah, because you can do that lunch with an Imagineer. But that's, I'm just trying to like, there's nothing I could think of that would come to that level. No. For me. And the places that I, I like, like the Polynesian, which is themed, it's like, oh, I'd love to, you know, that's the perfect amount of theming. Like everything's themed really well and you can escape and go hang out at the pool and, and do your own thing. Like you don't have to be, you know, doing a, dancing a luau the whole time you're there. Well, keep in mind, too, I think, you know, the interesting thing is if you look at the original announcements for what was supposed to be Galaxy's Edge and the immersive dinner theater show and the droids that were supposed to be roaming around and the fully immersive, fully dressed characters and the fact that you were going to be able to cosplay and really enter into the story. Where did that all end up going? Sure, it all ended up. It all, went, it all went to the hotel, every bit of it. So how much of this also was understanding what it was going to cost to produce those and make those available? Because when they announced those, people were very excited. And I think there was a lot of Star Wars fans that thought that was going to be the ultimate experience. But that was going to cost a lot of money to try and cram into that small area, which, by the way, is, is rather underwhelming, all things considered. I mean, the only real aha moment for me is standing in front of the Millennium Falcon. But again, that goes back to that original trilogy that released. So now you've got to figure out how to cram all this in so that I think they say to themselves internally, look, we've got a huge buy-in from the crowd. The Star Wars fans love this. We can't really do the immersive dinner theater. We can't really do the droids wandering around because that's just a insurance liability nightmare. We can't have fully dressed people in the park with our fully dressed characters because now that spoils the storyline because we don't know who actually works there and who doesn't so we're going to build this hotel for these uber fans that are all excited about it it turns out that only three percent of the uber fans can even remotely afford to go to this hotel oh and by the way the other four people in their family have zero interest and they're going to make fun of dad the entire time for doing it every everything that was in that hotel was supposed to be in galaxy's edge from day one yeah I'm surprised they didn't pivot to anything, though. Like, they went to discounts and then closure. What are they going to pivot to? Like a day pass. Include it as an upcharge for Galaxy's Edge. It's close enough where you could have people go in for three, four hours at a time and eat there because they have those restaurants that are super themed. And I don't know. I'm just trying to think of something to not just shutter the building unless they have another plan for it. But what financial decision? They, They can't. Go ahead, Mike. I was gonna say, like, what? Where do, where do you go from there? I obviously it costs more to operate than that would be feasible to do like a day pass thing. I just am thinking of like uh, something that could make it more accessible to more people at a lower cost, just a volume game. But I guess the square footage wise, the amount of staff that it takes, and everything just to keep the lights on in that uh, Star Cruiser thing just doesn't make that feasible. Because I'm sure they thought of that and ran the numbers and tried to come up with a way to do it and keep it open in some capacity and it just wasn't because everybody originally thinks disney's the evil company who's always trying to stick it to you so why didn't they just charge half of that i I don't think they could i agree it's like any it's like any business you have your core your cost you have whatever your markup is and you run from there but you know, if Coca-Cola could charge $5 for a can of soda, they would. But then when nobody buys it, they go out of business. You know what I mean? I mean, they they could have discounted this and had 100% occupancy. You could sell that place out at a certain price point. The problem is you wouldn't be making any money. You can't support it. You're losing money. Right. We have the same exactly. fight in my business. So, it's in, you know, my guys will tell me, well, you know, it's X number of dollars to actually go out and do this. And the customer doesn't want to pay that. But if mm-hmm. we go out for half that money, at least we're making something. What they don't see is, no, we're not making something. As a business, we're losing money to do right. half that right. price. Right. I'm better right. off we, not to do the work. Right. We might only be losing a certain amount. Like when they discounted it by 30%, you know, maybe maybe now we're only losing $50,000 a day as opposed to $100,000 a day at full cost. Yeah, whatever. Or whatever uh, the I, numbers are. Yeah, of course. That's obviously what it comes down to. I'm just surprised they couldn't or they didn't just try something in the meantime. 
just to try to get some money out of it, but it's just, it costs too much to operate. That's what it comes out to. If you look at the closure date, when are they closing this hard close? Before the fiscal year, October 1st. Yeah, yeah, so it's before October 1st. Their fiscal year starts October 1st. It's the reason that they're closing it now. It's the reason that it's closed permanently. In their financial viewpoint, they could continue to A, hemorrhage money the way that they're operating now. They could have a slow bleed for the next five years and just have money trickling out the door for that entire time. Or you close it by the end of the year. And once you shutter it, by the way, you cannot open it back up because you've taken the loss and you take that entire loss in this fiscal year, which, by the way, the parks are having a good fiscal year right now. Numbers are up. You take that as a write off and you move on. But the consequence of that is once you take that write off and you declare that that cannot make money, you cannot reopen it. It can't be anything else even remotely themed to that. They've almost got to raise that building and start all over on that land in order to take that write off. It was a financial decision, plain and simple. Oh, it totally was. I mean, these are part of Iger's cutbacks. I mean, totally. You have to just completely shutter it, close it down, take the hit, move on to the next fiscal year. But, you know, I've never been near the building. I don't know what the hell it is. But, like, guess is like, what what could you do? Well, you know, people have said, well, you could turn that into a moderate and put a pool in there. Who the hell wants to stay there? I'd rather stay at Coronado. You know, you you got windows, you got... Great food courts. You got great pools. Like, there's not even that many rooms, right? Weren't no, there there's a hundred rooms. There's a yeah. hundred rooms, but I'm not paying. I mean, I'd rather stay at Pop than stay there. Those rooms looked absolutely miserable, and they were fine for what they were because it was immersive. You weren't going to be in the rooms that much. But I mean, if I'm doing a week trip, I'd rather stay at every value than I would stay well, at this place. Having fever in that thing over a week. Oh, totally. Right, sleeping in the wall in 200 square feet? No, yeah. thank you. And, and again, reason- if you do that, you cannot take that one big write-off. Right. The write-off is where it's at, that they're just going to eat it. But the reason, like, Pop Century can have value accommodations, if you can even call it that anymore, is just because they have 800 rooms, 1,500, whatever, however many rooms there are. Yeah, if this thing had 2,000 rooms, and they say, all right, let's just sell them, you know, cut back on all the amenities. We could cut back on staff and we'll just sell the rooms for rack rate. Yeah, they could probably run it that way. But this was supposed to be a boutique experience. And now they have 100 rooms that are unusable because you have to have a $1,500 a day rack rate to make it break even. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. For a tiny saying, room. There's nothing you can nothing, do. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know if you could turn this into a part of Hollywood Studios but that's what I, that's kind of what I was getting at before saying, like, why couldn't they make it a separate paid ticket? Like, get rid of the room part and just have the restaurant and the, and the, I'm sure, I'm sure all that went into consideration. I'm sure they, they did. Yeah. That's had what to I mean. have. It sounds an awful lot like Disney Quest, and we saw what happened to that. Yeah. But that lasted longer than this. It that's sure true. did. And it yeah. probably made some money in it. And I went to the one in Chicago because we, we went down there when we were living in Minnesota for some baseball games over a weekend. And I hadn't been to Disney in years. So I had to get my little taste. I forgot they had it in Chicago. Didn't they, they have one, like, in, I went to the one in Chicago? They had a few. Yeah. I like the one in, uh, at Disney Springs or downtown. Disney I mean, from what I remember, it was fine. If you like arcade games, it was a huge. I mean, look at the NBA experience. That thing was again dead on arrival. Yeah, but that's because that of thing... COVID. They'll blame COVID for that. That never had a chance. They can if they, they want. Never Before had a COVID chance. hit, they were standing outside with yeah, basketballs, inviting yeah. people in. I was there for it. What was that stupid thing? Twenty five dollars to shoot a couple layups and a free throw. I mean, it like I wanted it. I wanted to go. And I, I looked into it. I'm like, I, what are you getting out of this? Right. Like, I, I love pissing away money. I piss away money all the freaking time. Especially at Disney. Even, and I don't even blink. I'll spend $200, $300, at Victorian Alberts on a dinner. And not, a, I mean, I can't do it all the time, but I see the value with that. This NBA experience was, wh- what the hell is this? Yeah, I don't know what that. And that was another one where you're like, where's the audience for this? And at least that wasn't like a couple mortgage payments to do. Like you could do that and just cut your losses if you wanted for a day. But even then people didn't want to do it. 
the you know the Star Cruisers is months of your like for Ex- exactly yeah like that stupid amphi car that we did was one hundred twenty five dollars yeah it's pretty steep it wasn't six thousand dollars right and like I said when we're done if I never do it again I I can still eat tomorrow <laughs> right and it was a great experience because I saw different parts of saratoga and disney springs that i never saw i think it was fantastic i would highly recommend it but for six grand whoa so that begs the question gary said earlier did they now pivot and decide that everything now needs to be much more milk toast and generic i'll pose a different question does this finally convince them that there is a cap to the market there's a cap to spending and they need to refocus who they're their demographic and their customer base is because we've been watching them for years. Everything creeps up and creeps up and creeps up and creeps up. And the complaint right now is unless you have an awful lot of disposable income, you can't afford Disney. Does this now convince them that they need to scale it back a little bit and try and make this more of an all inclusive, no. a whole lot more people can afford it. No, no. Cause they don't listen. They don't listen. You know who they you know who their bread and butter is, is the three of us right now. And you know who they've been taking dumps on for the past three or four years? The three of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, whoa, annual pass holders. We love it. said that we sucked. We didn't spend enough money. Right. And and now, all of a sudden, they love us. Come, oh, we're going to open up. the. Why are they selling annual passes? Well, we've been listening to you. No, you haven't. You never do listen. You're, you're looking at your balance sheets right now. Attendance and your balance sheets are telling down. you a hell of a lot right now. But even then, they, they went halfway, right? So we want annual pass holders. We want you back. You're our bread and butter. You're our base. You're our fans. You're our foundation. By the way, we're going to do away with park reservations. Yep. Except for you guys. You can come on like every fourth Tuesday, and you can hit the Magic Kingdom on every eighth Thursday. Other Those than are that, you're still going to need reservations. Those are those are doing you a favor. Bonus. Good days. to go days. You're good, good to, to go. go. Yeah. You're an annual pass holder. You're good to go. They still want to focus on that day pass. The, the mm-hmm. person who's coming in for two or three days, whether they're staying on site or off. You know, that's the other thing. It's not just the annual pass holders. So I saw today they just opened up the uh, early morning hours to some of the good neighbor hotels, yeah, right. For the money they're charging on site, you would think for what they're charging that you stay on property, you would receive a myriad of extra benefits. No, your benefit is to pay more and stay on property. If you're staying at a deluxe, you can get the night hours. If you're staying at a good neighbor hotel around property, you get 30 minutes, you lucky, lucky people, 30 minutes ahead of everybody else in the park. I I still don't think they see it. There are people looking at what it costs to go to Disney, they're looking at offsite hotels. They're looking at Airbnbs. They're looking at VRBOs. They're going to drive in. They're going to do a whole lot of other stuff in the Orlando area. You're staying on site. Thanks for your money. Here's a bus. Enjoy your 30 minutes. I, I, I Maybe their numbers tell them something different than what I'm seeing. I mean, obviously, we're part of a little mini community talking about these things, so we're biased. But at the same time, those are the people that kept you running before, after, through covid wanted to give you money. I mean, Mike said at the other day, I'm trying to give you money. Let me mm-hmm. give you money. We don't want your money. We want somebody else's money. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just further example of that, that, that they thought they were going to be able to go out and catch a big fish. And it turns out uh, better off catching a thousand little fish. And they loved us during COVID because we were the only ones who went to the parks. Yep. And then as soon as things opened up and you had people traveling more, it was like, dude, get lost. I don't want you coming here just to go to Chefs de France and leaving. Right. Get the hell out of here. You're not buying the balloons. You're not buying the Mickey ice cream. Screw you. And now they're starting to see a decline with the day pass. And it's, mm, hey, well, hey. They're, they're dipping their toe in. It's like you can get the, the four days, $99 a day thing. And then the local, like Florida has an even better one, right? The two or three day thing. It's like mm-hmm. 70 bucks a day. Yep. And it's like, okay, we're just there's and the dining plans back, like these little exactly. things that they're trying to get people back where they perceive value, whether it's a value, right? like the dining plan we've talked about a lot in the past. Is is it a value? It is for some reasons, like if you break it down dollar for dollar, it's not a you're not losing money necessarily, but you're not like 
you're not getting anything out of it. They're not being nice by letting you buy the dining plan. They're still making money off of it. But to some people, myself included, I like it because it helps you plan. You have it. It's kind of like something that you can do ahead where you don't have the unknown of how much your food's going to cost. So like it is a value for me and having that back. I like that. I'm excited. Like when we go next summer, we'll probably do the dining plan just because it's easier with two kids. Like it's actually a, a good deal for the kids price is, you know, whatever it is, like 25 bucks a day. It's probably worth it, but uh, just having that option is a nice thing. But like you said, Phil, like what do you get for staying on site? You used to get the Magical Express. You would get the bag showing up to your room. Um, you'd get more perks. They'd have the extra magic hours, three hours at night. I was just going to say, look morning. at it like a 2012 commercial, right? Oh, Come yeah, stay don't, inside. Don't get me going right? on that. And you, you were, from the time you leave your airport at home, you put these yellow tags on your bag. They'll magically appear in your room. When you're checking out, just stop by the front desk, drop those off. You'll get them at home. When you arrive, Magical Express takes you to your hotel. When you get there, you get to come into the park an hour early. There are some nights we're open till 11 p.m., 12 a.m., 2 a.m., only for on-site guests. You get access to the meal plan. You get your free uh, mug that you can refill throughout the resort. How much of that still exists? So now they've brought back the annual passes. They've can't bring back magical express because mirrors has told them to go pound sand. Right. They still don't have bags. They, st- I mean, we only rode magical express. So we didn't have to worry about our bags. That was it. I didn't want to stay on the bus. I got the bags taken care of. They're finally bringing back the meal plan. We're seeing 30% discounts. We're seeing park rates. Do you think if the parks were still bursting at the seams, they'd be dropping park reservations. Do you know how much money they were Bad saving no. by knowing how many people were coming to the park in any given day? Mm-hmm. I think that park attendance has to be hurting a lot more than they're admitting to. Oh, it's it's bad. I because I've seen I've seen some like wait times, and from Memorial Day Memorial Day, the pictures were amazing. The parks were there empty. Was nobody there. So, you know, we're seeing this stuff come back. It's cyclical. You know, hopefully they start to get it in Burbank, you know, maybe start catering to those base guests again, because I think they're figuring out. I mean, Mike, you've been there, I think, more recently. What does Epcot look like for Flower and Garden? I mean, I don't think they would have opened up APs anymore. APs are the lifeblood of the Epcot festivals. Of course it is. Yeah, no, you're right about that for sure. You know, now you're shuttering a th- what three hundred million dollar property plus all the startup costs plus all the cast members plus all the operating fees. We're just shutting it down. We're going to take a three hundred plus million dollar hit. I don't think that balance sheet is looking so sunny right now. No, I'm I'm sure there'll be some. Uh, I mean, they'll be able to talk their way out of it and have things they can point at, and they did all the layoffs and they're. You know, ESPN's laying people off, and they're doing all yeah, these other I mean, things. They're charging more for Disney Plus. I mean, they'll be able to balance their books. You know, they're good at that. They're good at being a a business. I mean, you listen to Josh tomorrow. They're going to invest more in technology. Yeah, because uh, there's there's nothing better than carrying around your phone on your vacation. Well, but they told us that they they heard us that we can now. You know, new changes are coming to Genie Plus. They don't know what they are yet. But we've heard you. You don't want to be stuck to your phone the whole time you're you're there. Like I, I don't know. Maybe that's going to be one of the things they'll do, and I'll probably eat my words. But maybe they'll include it if you stay on, and you can plan ahead and pick your attractions ahead of time. You don't need to be refreshing the app every three minutes to try to see if you can get an eleven fourteen haunted mansion genie plus or something. You know. Like, that was one thing I really, I mean, the paper fast passes were great because it was just survival of the fittest. You did what you had to do. You went around. Everyone had a chance at it. Not everyone knew how it worked. You felt like you were cheating the system with those paper ones. You go around, you could collect them, use them anytime. It was great. Then they started doing the pre-pick one. Some people didn't like it, but I thought it was fine because at least you knew you could do these three things when they were. You could plan your meals around it. It was... It was, that's when I went to the parks. I don't go to the parks anymore. Right. I still have my annual passes. Like I said, it's paying for insurance. All it is is car insurance. It's, (laughs) oh, my family's going to be in town. I'm going to go up to the parks and see them. Oh, we're going up to, 
Riviera for our anniversary. Let's go to Epcot for oh, a Rick few Oh, Rick Springfield's hours. played, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we're going to go see the Commodores in a couple weeks. Oh, there you go. But back in the day, I, I could, I would, it, I'd be online Friday and say, ooh, they got a fast pass for this. Ooh, they got a fast pass for this. Ooh, they got a 1230 at Chefs de France. And we would drive up on it. I'd say, Kristen, you want to go up tomorrow? And she's like, sure. That's so your four or five and, and hours. And we'd go up and there and we'd good. do two or three rides, have lunch, and be back on the road at one in the afternoon heading back here. We don't do that anymore because we don't have the opportunity to. Right. You're not going to go up just to eat. Like, you can find the reservations. And right. I'm not, meal, yeah. But... And I, you know, yeah. And I can stand in line, you know, back a year or two, you know, an hour and a half to go on Spaceship Earth. Right. All set. Been on that ride 75 times. I'm not sitting in line. You know, I'll do it when it's five or 10, but. Right. Yeah, but I'm certainly not going to go up just to pay to go on fast yeah. track. Right. Here's the funny thing, though, right? So we just spent the last 15 minutes just crapping on Disney up one side and down the other. It takes so little to get us back. We're like, I always make the joke about the monorail. For 10 years, we've been saying the monorail needs to be upgraded. We need new monorails. We need new system. They smell bad. And Disney say, like pee, don't you think? Yeah, they're all not as bad as they did 10 years ago, but they still smell like urine. What did Disney give us instead of instead of new monorails? What did they give us? Skyliner, a walking path. So we, we oh, heard walk, you. Yeah. You spend all this money on these monorail resorts. So we're going to give you a walking path so you can walk your sweaty butts over to the Magic Kingdom. And everybody cheered. And they took everything away and they're giving us little dribs and drabs. And I've heard more podcasts and read more blogs about how excited they are. The dining plans coming back and how excited they are that we're not necessarily this is the first step towards not having park reservations. You know, Mike said it himself. We're their audience. Right. I just spent the last 20 minutes just talking crap about Disney and I'm going to get off this. And tomorrow morning I'm going to log on and I'm going to continue to plan my December vacation because that's what I do. Right. So we're still going to show up. We're still going to go. Those other people that showed up that, you know, just spent a ton of money, walked into crowded parks, had a crappy experience, had to be on their phones, had to be up at 645 to sign up for Genie Plus to try and get in a virtual queue. I don't think a lot of them are coming back. At least that's what I'm hearing from a lot of people. They're not coming back. They're not coming back. We're going to continue to come back. Mm -hmm. But the reason we're coming back is because we were going in 2012 when they gave us everything. Yeah, Trying to recapture that. And they were giving us an experience that you're like man it was great i yeah, remember we all have we all have our reasons for for our love of that place right but right, say... just we're in a rocky relationship but we're not going to sign the divorce papers yet no we're in therapy right now we're going to couples counseling i'm not but even you... going to couples counseling i'm just continuously saying yeah but they still love me <laughs> just keep beating me down day after day yeah but but they still love me one of my favorite times in the parks ever mike it was me you my sister Mary, and it was we were in. I think my parents. I don't even remember who all who all was there, but we were in the Magic Kingdom. It was extra magic hours at night. It might have been midnight, and we were live on Facebook, walking around. We had like ten people talking, going around in the parks, and going on like Big Thunder Mountain like five times in a row. Cause there was no like that's just gone because they don't have the extra magic hour. Mm-hmm. That you don't have that like experience where. You felt like you were getting something extra. You really weren't. They were just, it was included in what you were doing. But like you felt you were getting something really different and unique. And like the Magical Express, you're like, man, this is awesome because your bags show up. You've, this, this is free. Like that's something like my dad would always say. Oh, I loved it because it was free. The Magical Express was free. It wasn't free. Right. You, you paid, you paid. But yeah. like your dad is a perfect example. Like when you look at the dining plan and stuff yeah basically he's just susan here's the credit or here's my credit card let's book it right he doesn't want to freaking think about it now he doesn't want to think about how am i going to get to and from the freaking airport how am i going to go on freaking rides i don't, I don't think have they'll a go. cell phone i don't think they'll go just the two of them because they don't know they won't be able to call in right either. like they that's don't what know i'm how saying get... you can no longer just go to the parks right it is crazy so we'll see where it gets back to. I think next year, you know, 2024 is going to be very telling in how they handle things and how the economy goes. As we head into a recession. Yeah, supposedly. I still haven't seen a lot of that, but. We're also heading into Epic Universe. I, I think they're behind. Yeah, you think that's going to be a game changer? 
think it has to be. What did they have to do after the, you know, Harry Potter and everything else opened up at Universal? They had to up their game. That's true. And I'm sure they have plans in place. We've seen all sorts of blue sky thoughts, but it took, what, 17 and a half years to build Tron? Yeah. How long is it going to take to build an entire whatever they're going to build to try and combat that? Yeah, I mean, my daughters already want to go to the Super Mario Land. So do my kids. It's not even built yet. They just love, you know, they went to see the Mario movie. They loved it. They they want to go to that. We've never gone. To, I've never been to Universal. I go could stay give, at Portofino. Well, no, I'll that stay at my DVC gorgeous. and I'll just rent a car and I'll drive over there. every Yeah, that's a good point. Right Here's there. another example. Stay at Portofino. What do you get as part of being a Portofino guest? Quite a bit. Why. Express pass. Part of your stay. Front and it's of the expensive, line. but there's, that's a big extra, though. But if you're staying at one of Universal's deluxe resorts, it comes as part of your resort stay. Right. But what I'm saying is that's like those deluxe resorts. They're expensive. They're not. They're on par with the Disney deluxes now, it seems like. Right. What do you get what, as a Disney deluxe guest? Nothing. Else. Yeah. No kidding. Well, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying like it used to be like they were half the price and you got that. Now they're mm-hmm. kind of evening out because they have a higher demand. But at least you're still getting that extra over there. Like, I mean, we talked about Fast sure. Pass. I've said it before, right? So I think their problem with Genie Plus is they're trying to make it an everyman product, right? So we're going to charge $15. Oh, too many people are taking it. We're going to charge $30. Too many people are taking it. So if you're supposed to have something that's variable price, that's supposed to control the crowds, if it sells out every day, Simple Economics says you're not charging enough. Right. So you tell me, I'm already going in there and, and you know people are going to excoriate me for this but if you tell me that i've got to go in and for a hundred dollars a person a day i get to go to the front of the line and there's going to be half as many people using it i'll probably take that two or three days a trip versus right now i don't want to take genie plus on any of the days because i can't use the system i got to get up i've got to have my phone on me there's still going to be hugely long lines it messes with the standby but it's only thirty dollars a person so what am i really getting for thirty you're getting to stand in line with everyone a different line you just a different line that's just as long yeah You've either got to price it all the way or you've got to take it out of play. Because if you keep saying it's variable price to control it and it sells out every single day, then you're not variably pricing hard enough. I'd love Universal to see. pays huge money for the, the Express Pass. Yeah. But you get to go as many times you want, whatever ride you want. There's a line for you. You get to go. I think they figured it out better than Disney has. I'd be interested to see if they just went back to nothing. Everything's just get in line and wait. Like, oh my would, god, what would the lines actually be like? They were fantastic post COVID, it was amazing. No, but even like, no, but even before that, like, like when I'm I was talking like when I was going 90s. in the 90s, yeah. everything was a half hour wait. It was mm-hmm. fantastic because, again, before you had phones, so what'd you do? Oh, you talk to the people next to you who you were standing, like, oh, where you're yeah. from, blah blah blah, like stuff that Gary freaking absolutely hates. I like that would that, be yeah. his worst nightmare talking yeah, to him on airlines, thing. you name it. I was talking. But, oh, it, it was a fantastic experience. I don't yeah, think they I, can go back there. They won't. They won't I, I, because they definitely they, won't. They lose money, but I just as like I'm just saying from a fanboy, that was the best see. experience yeah. was back in the 80s. I mean, even post-COVID, you know, we went, you know, when they had taken apart the whole FastPass system before Genie Plus came out. The lines looked exceptionally long. She had those stupid markers on the oh, ground yeah, every yeah, six yeah, feet, yeah. you know, where Peter Pan was stretching Peter somewhere Pan past Haunted like Mansion. It was going to be about a two day wait. Right, right, all the way through Columbia Harbor House up the stairs, yeah. down the stairs. Oh, because you couldn't stand, you could sit in the ride vehicle next to somebody, but you couldn't wait in line. You couldn't wait in line with them. Somebody. Correct, yeah. right. But right. that line never stopped moving. And it reminded me of what the lines used to be. My kids are fine as long as the line's moving. It's when they've got to move forward three people and wait 10 minutes and then move forward six people and wait eight minutes, and then move forward two people and wait a half hour because they're flooding in the Fast Pass. The crazy thing about that is if they had come right out and said, we're going to keep Fast Pass Plus, but it's 15 bucks a person, like they did with Max Pass, everyone would have been happy. Yeah, And absolutely. instead they went to this whole new system, which very few people I've seen actually dis- actually like. I had some friends that were going, that went over spring break uh, in Rhode Island. And they were talking about how they had to wake up at midnight so they could buy Genie Plus and then wake up again at 7 so they could get the stuff. And they're like, well, it, I heard it might sell out. I'm like, it might, but I'd take that chance. I'm like, I'm not waking up at yeah. midnight. Like, set my alarm for 11.59 so I could spend That's a relaxing vacation, alarms. isn't it? Yeah. I was like, that's a broken system. You have people that kind of know what they're doing. Like, they've gone a few times, but they don't know, like, 
They're like, oh, I heard about the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a Hollywood Studios. Like those kind of people. Like they don't know where stuff is necessarily, but they know enough. And it's like, yeah, I heard you have to set your alarm and buy it at midnight and then wake up again to get your reservation. I'm like, I guess you could do that, but that sounds absolutely dreadful. I'd pre- I'd be rethinking my vacation if I was doing it. And could you imagine if that was your vacation and it cost you eight grand? Right, and that's probably what It'd it costs. Like they were staying at Beach just... Club rack rate on spring break. Right. It probably cost them $700 a night, you know. Like and then you look and you're like, mm-hmm. I could go on a cruise for half that price and see the world? Yeah. It is Again, crazy. we're the fanboys, but you have somebody who like prices like an Italy vacation. Like, I can do Italy. I can do Europe for cheaper than this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to get up at midnight and 7 a.m. That's true. Right to maybe have a chance at the virtual. To maybe have a chance, right? Yeah. Only wait in line for forty minutes. Right. Exactly. Like the thing is, is like we're speaking the truth. Like we come off as miserable and complaining and stuff, but this is the reality of what's going on right now. I think. I think, like Phil said, though, I think they may have turned a small enough corner where they're like, "Uh oh, now what do we do?" Like, we had this, the getting was good when the pent-up demand was there and people were coming in and they didn't mind spending the money on it because you had to do it. Now they're seeing lower attendance. But you don't have a market research department in this multi-billion dollar company. You don't have, like, test runs. You didn't have somebody, like, using this and say, dude, this sucks. They didn't care, though, because people, everyone's buying it and it was selling out. And they probably got good reviews. Like you said, your, your uh, brother-in-law used it and he said he loved it. No, he said he liked not having to wait in line. He hated it. But he hated getting up at seven in the morning. But that's still a positive. Well, I didn't have to wait in line. It was worth it because he didn't have oh, to wait in line. Yeah, it was fine. But guess what? He's never coming back. Right. That so that was yeah, that was fine. But those are the people they were asking. Those are the only people they care about. The people that are never coming back, ironically. They want those one time people. And if they had a good Again, time, then they don't care. You run out of them. Yeah, you do because you run out of them. Right. Just and like the Star Cruiser, you're gonna eventually run out of these people. But all businesses now, and Disney's not excluded from this, they look quarter to quarter. They don't look year to year, five year. They don't have the five year plans. They have to have higher profits in quarter There's three. There's no long term planning, two. huh? It doesn't seem like it. Does it seem like it to you based on the, the last four or five years of history of what they've been doing? I don't know. I've I'm got ta- two well, friends. Disney, no, that... I think they're short sighted, but I think yeah. there are businesses who are actually looking to the future. There's some, uh, but most of them, especially publicly traded big ones like that, they have to answer to the shareholders and they have to keep showing profit. But I think and... the most successful companies have a balance, don't you think? I, I think a lot of people would say Disney's one of the most successful companies in history. I don't know. Their stock price is saying different right now. Yeah, right now, yeah. Definitely. I understand that. I'll say this. I think for 40 years now, everyone felt like they had to go on a Disney vacation. Like that was either you felt like you had to bring your kids or you had arrived. If you went on a Disney vacation, that was always for years and years and years, the goal, everybody went to Disney. And Uh I think that tide has turned. People are seeing other opportunities. No doubt. They want to go to other places. Disney is no longer the magical place that it was because Disney is no longer that little bit of extra. I think that what they're seeing is they went from being a must do for every family to eh, maybe we'll get to it but i heard a whole lot of reports that it wasn't fun i had to get up at 7 a.m they've got political issues they're fighting doesn't matter what it is what side of the political spectrum you're on it is no longer a must do for every american family so that market where you can say they always wanted that day guest and it'll never run out i think that market's starting to run a little drier it no doubt is all right on that note we should probably take our second break what do you think all right that sounds good all right we'll be right back
All right, we are back from break. Episode number 478 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast is in the books. We did start off talking about Star Wars. We kind of got a little off track there. and uh, It was all tied together, though, I think. Yeah, just a general uh, over, overall view of the direction of the I know what you were going to the say there. That's what we did. <laughs> oh, what, a B-Fest? For- <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that's good. We went a little long. Mike, what do we got? Uh, I saw you just posted in the last couple of days. We talked about uh, Newfield Jr.'s one bedroom villa Grand Cal review. That's up on our YouTube page, mm-hmm. youtube.com slash at WDWBTG. What else do we have? I know you have a, a trove of angry Newfield Jr. videos that you're starting to work through, right? I've got, I don't know. I might go back to Saratoga. I was going to say, you got some more Saratoga stuff, Yeah, I've got right? some Saratoga stuff. Very nice. You haven't put up the, the room review yet, right? I have not. I didn't think so. I, I mean, I'm not always most up to date on that. I was trying to remember. You're a busy man, Parts. I watched the uh, the walk to and from the treehouses. That really intrigued me. I've watched those a couple of times for sure. But you can check all that out on our YouTube page. Please go over there and subscribe. You can go to our Facebook group, WDW Beyond the Gates Podcast Family on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at WDWBTG. You could go to our website, WDWBTG.com. Obviously, subscribe wherever you download podcasts, leave reviews. We do appreciate it. Um, you can email us info at wdwbtg.com, Mike at wdwbtg.com, and Gary at wdwbtg.com. Did I forget anything? No. Phil, thank you for joining us once again. Thank you, guys. Are, are you like officially like our third member? Is, was this like three weeks in a he row? Likes four coming on, last so five? I like yeah. having him come. I, on. I'll like I'll come out here every week and chat with you guys whenever you want me. That's fun. Maybe a little a little new angry new blood. I think I just more... egg Mike on. It's good times. So it is fun. You. Yeah. We'll, we'll loosen you up a little more where you really start getting us going, too. <laughs> you're still being reserved. I think we're, you're reserved, Newfield Jr., right now. We'll see. We'll, we'll open those floodgates at some point. I haven't started throwing anything across the room yet. Mike hasn't pushed me far enough. I know, <laughs> yeah. what, his po- I know what his points are. I know you what his get... pressure points are. <laughs> you could get him there, you think? Oh, no doubt about it. An angry guy knows how to get another angry yeah, guy Yeah, we know going. how to get each other. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to be standing back in the corner scared. Like, like when I see him commenting on certain groups, all I have to do is say, Hey, Phil, do you like Riviera? <laughs> and then just and then just watch it go from there. Or, or we send the screenshots and Phil just goes, I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> what did I run at our spawn the just other day? And commented. and commented. I can't yeah. take it anymore. Yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for this week's episode. Thank you, Phil, for joining us once again. For my co-host Mike, my name is Gary. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Now it's time to say goodbye. To all our company M-I-C See you real soon K-E-Y Why? Because we like you